Alright guys, welcome back to the Rally Boys, episode 7, we're doing it big and ballsy, Pat, how we doing? Doing good, Liam, watched episode 7 and 8 of The Last Dance yesterday, both very good episodes, really enjoyed them. Dude, talk about The Last Dance, absolute banger of episode 7 and 8, tons of freaking info in there, Pat, tons of new stuff I never knew about, Pat, what'd you think of those? I thoroughly enjoyed both episode 7 and 8, mainly because it talked about how Michael Jordan played baseball and that whole and that whole situation. I truly believe he came back the better player after he got done playing baseball because it gave him some time to reflect on his life, sort of give mourn over his loss of his father, reflect on all of that, and just be, come back mentally stronger and physically stronger than he was before. What do you think, Liam? Pat, I honestly, you know, it was kind of crazy when he went to the baseball. I was like, a lot of people freaking doubted him, Pat. I'm not going to lie. Like, a lot of people are hating on him. A lot of freaking ESPN articles were like, oh, freaking MJ's ruining baseball, this stuff. Just absolute BS, Pat, in my opinion. Because you know, you know, MJ was out there grinding. He was putting in work every day. He was riding the team bus. He wasn't being Mr. Ego, Pat. He was just trying to be one of the guys, Pat. And Pat... After his father died, he needed to get away from the game. He needed to get away from the toxic media presence of the game, Pat. Because it was, it was not about the game anymore. It was about the media getting all up in his business, telling him that, oh, it's because of his gambling that his father died, all this stuff, which is absolute ridiculousness, Pat. It's just, as I say, fake news, Pat. It's absolute fake news. So, I honestly, Pat, I, I commend him, and I think it was a smart move on his part, Pat. I believe that the question if... Jordan's gambling was involved in his father's death is definitely a valid question. I don't believe it's been proved either way whether or not the gambling and all that had an effect on his father's death or not. I don't think it's a direct, we cannot directly blame Michael Jordan for his father's death, but I do believe there might have been maybe a gambling debt that he had not paid yet. Or maybe there was a situation where he angered another fellow gambler. Oh. And that could have been the reason why they followed his dad's car. Patrick! Did then you... when he parked on the side of the road to sleep, which to me didn't make any sense. Why would you sleep on the side of the road when your son's hundreds of he has hundreds of millions of dollars? He could definitely afford to put you up in a hotel for a night. Oh. It did not make any sense to me. So I do believe that his father's death may have been caused oh. by a gambling debt. Which, I cannot prove that in any way, so this is just purely assumption right now. Okay, Pat. But I do believe that could have been what happened. Okay, Pat. Well, that's a nice thought, okay, Pat, that, oh, you're going to go off no facts, just absolutely giving no regard for anyone else, just saying absolute ridiculousness when you're talking about MJ, Pat. Uh, first of all, they arrested the guy who did it, and he was trying to rob his dad. It wasn't a gambling debt, Pat. I know that's a nice thought. You might want to look into the facts before you start spewing out blasphemy left and right, accusing people of not paying their debts, all this stuff. So freaking what, Pat? Mike liked to roll the dice every once in a while, Pat. See if he's going to get lucky. Maybe he spent a little bit too much on gambling. Well, guess what, Pat? He's a gazillionaire. He could spend that money on whatever he wants to spend that money on. So, Pat, Pat, I cannot stand here and listen to absolute BS Coming out your mouth, Pat. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I think you should apologize because unbelievable, Pat. Just absolute disregard. I want to apologize for what I said because I think I could take my 60-year-old Michael Jordan in a fight. So if he has an issue with what I'm saying, he can come down to the studio right now and fight me over it. Oh, my God. Patrick, shut the hell up, all right? You're talking about MJ. 
the goal. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I'm sitting in the studio with freaking LeVar Ball right now. It's absolute ridiculous and blasphemy, Pat. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, Pat. But we're going to move forward, Pat, after that craziness, Pat. How about the fear factor when you're playing with MJ? All these players, they're all talking about how, you know, he was intense. He was a jerk. He wasn't a nice guy, you know. You didn't want to, like, grab a beer with him after practice or anything, you know. He was just a – he was a hard ass, Pat. I mean, it, I'm hard to use the language, but pardon my language, Grandma, but I'm telling you, he was a hard ass. He was a tough guy to play with. What would you think about that, Pat? He actually got a little emotional in the documentary when he was talking about it. He was like, he was like yeah, you know, there's a price with leadership. And he had to, you know, you know, he had to kind of be a hard ass. What'd you think about that, Pat? Do you agree with that? Do you think it was a little ridiculous? I think if you go into a game and you're afraid of a player on the opposing team, you're obviously not ready to play that team or play the game of basketball. No, I'm talking about on his team. On his on team. his team too. On his team. If you're scared of a teammate, then you're pretty you're pretty weak mentally. You need to you have you have way bigger things to focus on other than Michael Jordan scaring you. You need to worry about where your head's at mentally. If you're one of the guys on the team and you're scared of your own teammate for yelling at no, you. No, Pat. He just re they respect him, Pat. And all he would would go around talking I stuff. I know, I know. Of course he's going to talk stuff. It's basketball. It's a freaking sport of talking of talking trash. That's sort of like the thing. That's basketball. If you think if if you think that that's not the reality of the game, then you're you're an idiot. Pat I just feel, you know, I, MJ, obviously, he's a big-time winner, Pat, so I can't discredit him for that, but I feel like there's other ways, Pat. I feel like if there's a will, there's a way. You can't. What are you going to do? Are you going to give your teammates hugs and kisses? You can give them a little slap on the ass when they do something good, Pat. You don't have to be, you know, overly critical, but you honestly, do. honestly, Pat. It's the highest level of basketball in the world. You need to be on your teammates' butts every three seconds. or You're, you're a world championship contending team. If you're not on your teammates every second because you demand perfection, you're not a good teammate. Well, Pat, you're accepting defeat. You didn't let me finish there, Pat. You just cut me off. Well, you said something about like slaps on the butt well, after Pat, you do good well, things. Let but me finish, Pat. You do that type of thing if you're just a regular old player. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, he ain't no regular player, Pat. You're talking about one of the greatest players, if not the greatest, to play basketball. When he joined the Bulls, they were absolute garbage. I mean, they were terrible. So guess what, Pat? He built the organization. They got the pieces to help him out. But at the end of the day, he was the driving force with the Bulls. So if you're going to cry about it, about how all these teammates were like, oh, he was a jerk, well, guess what? That's what you get when That's you're playing with the GOAT. I'm not arguing with you this on this, Liam. I think we both have the same idea here, which is that when you're the best player on a team, on the best team in the world, probably the best player in the world, you have a right to get on your teammates and tell them that if they're doing something wrong, call them out on it and tell them, you need to get your shit together and start working harder. It's serious. I mean, it's, it's kind of unbelievable a little bit, but, I mean, you see the teammates, you know, they understand. You know, they understood the greatness they, they didn't like it all the time, but guess what? I, I credit them because they understood what it took to be great, and they learned, and they didn't take all the BS. Like Steve Kerr got a, little, got a little punch in the face, Pat, a little punch in the face. But guess what, Pat? He kept going. They kept going. If I was Steve Kerr, I'd feel honored to get punched in the face by Michael Jordan. The man was a career eight points per game player, not, not anything great, especially by the 90s standards. 
McMahon's remarkably average. Only guy on the team I can think that's worse than him is Judd Buchler. Holy And most people don't even know who that dude is. Pat. I only know him from 2K because he was at a solid three-pointer. One of the few guys in the 96 Bulls who could shoot the three. I think you might have smoked a pile of crack before you got the mic today, Pat, because obviously you didn't see Steve Kerr hit the game-winning shot, Pat. One shot, Liam. Like, he's like Robert Horry. He's the Robert Horry of the 90s. He gets one shot, and he's something special. What? He's a multiple-time champion, Pat. He's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a good coach. But as a player, he is not nearly as good as people. They, people make him out to be one of the greatest Bulls of all time over players like Artis Gilmore. No one says that, yeah, Pat. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Over players like Luol Dang, Artis Gilmore. Luol um, Dang? Carlos Boozer. He's trash, Pat. Liam, you clearly did not watch any Bulls games in the late 2000s or early 2000s because Luol Dang was a driving force on that Derrick Rose-led Bulls oh team. Oh, my God. One of the most underrated players of the 2010s and 2000s. Guy worked hard on both sides of the floor, played his ass off, earned every penny that he made from each one of his contracts. Personally, one of my favorite Bulls of all time. But people, some people have the nerve to put Steve Kerr ahead of them on their all-time Bulls list. Patrick. Steve Kerr couldn't average, couldn't do half of what Luol Dang did. In the 2010s. He is the one of the greatest shooters to play basketball, That Pat. can be debated. What? I can name five players right now are better shooters than him. No, what? Reggie Who? Miller, Clay Thompson, Ray Allen, Steph Curry. I could even throw in Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. That's what? One. What? Kevin Durant is not a better three. Damian St Lillard. Steve Kerr. a better three-point shooter. What? Kyle Korver. Oh, my. Brent Barry. This is ridiculous. One. This Easy. is unbelievable. Liam, these guys, is there another one that you might know? Byron, Byron Scott from I have those no Lakers idea. teams from yeah. the 80s, those Showtime Lakers. Guy was an amazing three-point shooter. No. And he averaged more points per game than Steve Kerr ever did. Patrick, I have no freaking idea who any of those guys are, Pat. No idea. You don't know who Ray Allen is? Oh, Kyle Korver? you name that guy. Steph Curry? I did name those guys. Name those guys. Patrick, talking BS right now, absolute BS. In top 50 best shooters but of all time. Let's talk Space Jam, Pat, because Space Jam was in episode 8. It got a little crazy. Let's talk about how MJ was training on the set, Pat. They built a freaking basketball court for him. It was like super pickup games, Pat. You got Shaq coming, Reggie Miller, all the big-time players, Pat, and they'd show up, and they'd be running fives, Pat, up and down the court, and Mike's like, do you know what? I'm just going to learn from all these guys, and I'm going to come up and bust them up next season. Pat, what'd you think about that? You just show, you know, Mike, you know, he's filming all day, then he goes and plays pickup all night, and then he's got all this other stuff going on. It's kind of crazy how he did that, Pat. It just shows how great he is. If I was Michael Jordan, I'd focus a little bit more about coming back to the sport of basketball instead of recording a freaking movie with, Di with Disney and freaking the Looney Tunes. What is the point of that? I get it. It's, a, it's an awesome. I, I appreciate Michael Jordan for making Space Jam because I've watched Space Jam probably 10 plus times. It's a great movie. But the reality of it is he was not necessarily as focused on basketball you would have liked him to be during that time, considering he decided to film a movie. Maybe it was a smart decision financially and money-wise. I, I guarantee Disney paid him so much money to make that movie. But the reality of it is, is just like you're not truly focused on the game if you're putting a movie ahead of the sport you love. Pat. Like That doesn't make any sense to me. Pat. How you could be... One year you could be the greatest player on earth, and instead of wanting to defend that title, you choose to make a movie. I get that he worked out while he was on set, and he ran scrimmages while he was on set, but but he could have spent more time in the gym instead of being on set filming this freaking movie. Like, I get it's meant to be this like all-time classic, and I don't think too many people talk about how this was like 
not the greatest decision on his part. Like, not the greatest Michael Jordan decision of all time. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. I, I literally can't believe what's coming out of your mouth today. You're talking about... Obviously, you didn't watch episode 8. I did watch episode 8. This man... He'd film for most of the afternoon. Most of the afternoon, then he'd come back Wait, to his statement. He'd work out. Shh, I know what you do. Shh, I let you talk. All right, I let yeah, you spill I, your. I know what you're saying. He worked out in the before and after practice till probably 11 or 12 at night, and then he'd go up and do it all again. Plus, plus, if it says it didn't work so hot, how come he didn't win a free? He won a freaking championship the next season, Pat. So don't tell me, oh, you know, he made a big mistake by doing it. Because obviously, he performed just freaking fine the next season, and he won a championship. To win championships, you don't need to perform fine. You need to perform great. He won a championship. And you need to focus. If you're going to focus on winning a championship, I think think any NBA player can attest to this. You need to have your 100% focus on the game of basketball, which is not what LeBron James had during that time. No, not LeBron James. LeBron what Michael Jordan had during that time. Michael Jordan was giving it about 75-25 movie in basketball. Which, just because he's one of the greatest athletes, most skilled players of all time. But I believe he could have won even more games. Maybe even beaten, the, beaten Shaq in the playoffs, the Orlando Magic. I think they could have dumped them off, won the playoffs. He would have spent more time working on his game. Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. They beat all the other teams. They won the championship. I don't know what the hell you're saying right now. If he's, oh, he just performed good. He performed amazing, Pat. I just, I was mixing my words, Pat. He played amazing that season. He learned everyone else's game while he was on set. I don't know if you're understanding that, Pat. I am understanding He that. played against the best players in the league. They'd all come down to Warner you're Brothers. Sean student. Bradley, one of the best players in the league. They had Patrick, Reggie Miller, Dennis Rodman, Shaq. Uh, all these Where was bi- Charles Barkley at? Patrick. Isaiah Thomas, John Stockton, Carl Malone. Charles Barkley was in the movie. He was there. He that, wasn't. I, I didn't see him there in the documentary. Patrick Ewing. Patrick, just because they Were you sh- there, Liam? Were you there, Liam? And you saw Charles Barkley playing basketball with Michael Jordan. Well, Pat, if he's, if, he's on, if, he's, if he's on. Did you see it? Maybe he didn't want to play basketball with Michael Jordan. Oh, Maybe he left. my God. That's what I think about You him. are lying right now. This You're is lying. You're saying that he wasn't. You were saying he was there. You never saw him there. Patrick, he was in the freaking movie. Okay, then I'll say right now. I'll say right now. Um, who else was in the movie? What's the name of the one comedian guy who was in Ghostbusters? Maybe he played basketball at them. Bill Murray? Times. Bill Murray. Maybe Bill Murray was out there playing basketball. Oh my. Maybe he was. You did not watch episode eight. Maybe, maybe 45 year old Larry Bird was out there. Holy smokes. That, I, I Just because they were in the movie doesn't mean they were on set playing basketball with Michael Jordan. What? They, Patrick, they said in the movie that that was the place to go. Everyone was flocking to Warner Brothers Studios to get the chance to play against Michael Maybe not Jordan. Everyone. Oh my! Then if they didn't, then they're fools. But most of the team, they're most of the, they're smart. They're trying to help their team win. Why would you let Michael Jordan see your game, how you play, try and figure out how to beat you? Instead, just just stay at your home court. I'm sure most of these guys have courts at their houses, and train and practice and weight lift and get better. So when you come back to play the Bulls and play Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan doesn't know what to expect. Then maybe, Pat, then all the summer games that we see now with LeBron and James Harden and Russell Westbrook, all these players going to freaking gyms and playing with each other, 
maybe they should just stop doing that altogether. Maybe they should just sit at home and not play anyone and just get shots up all year long. I mean, Pat, what you're saying is absolute ridiculous, Pat. It's insane. It's How is it insane? Patrick. It makes sense to me, and I'm pretty sure it makes sense to most of the people listening to the podcast. Uh, if I was an NBA player during that time, I'm not going to give Michael Jordan the chance to see how my skills and the way I play. Why would I do that? Well, maybe looking sense. maybe looking back, Pat, wasn't the smart decision. But obviously, Pat, you could see why they were going, okay? They were trying to get a chance to play against Michael Jordan, okay? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. If they've, you got played, ch- they've played against Michael Jordan before. They were an actual get, team. Whatever. What, Pat, you, you're obviously on crack or something. I watched it. I don't think you watched it. I think you were a little too busy. Oh, my God. Insane. Insane. But we're going to switch it up, Pat, because I can't talk about this any longer, the absolute ridiculousness. UFC 249. That was this week. That was a pretty crazy card. Pat, we're going to talk first. Let's talk Henry Sejudo. Shid- I'm sorry. Henry Sejudo and Dominic Cruz. They were a crazy fight. I believe it was for the bantamweight title. Dominic Cruz, I mean, no, Dominic Cruz gets KO'd in the second round, Pat. What did you think about Henry Cejudo's performance? What did you think about the fight? What were your thoughts? Based on what I saw from Henry Cejudo, I could take Henry Cejudo in a fight. 100%, honestly. He had a good fight, but I definitely could take him in a fight. Oh, oh my God. Oh, have you not seen this man? He picked Dominic Cruz apart for two rounds in TK Dome. And then Dominic Cruz is like, oh, the ref stopped it too early. Oh, oh, oh. Did you not see your face getting clattered off the canvas? Are you absolutely nuts? Holy, I mean, He's a week left, and I'd abuse that, and I'd use him and abuse him and beat him to the ground. Patrick, Dominic Cruz, I mean, Dominic Cruz got absolutely embarrassed, and now Henry Shadudo, he's saying he's retired now. I don't know. You know, I don't know if, if Henry Shadudo is going to retire. You know, he might. He's, do, he's a two-title champion. He's, he's done. He's made history. All right, he's, he's defended his title against some of the best, an absolute legend in Dominic Cruz. So, Pat... Honestly, I see Henry Cejudo walking away with his two titles. Dominic Cruz, he's going to need to do some soul-searching, man. He's going to need to get some wins now. He was on a great streak, but now he's going to have to turn it around after this big loss. Probably will. I mean, Dominic Cruz is a good fighter. I don't think I could take Dominic Cruz in a fight, but I could definitely take Henry Cejudo in a fight. But Dominic Cruz will come back better, stronger, and and an amazing fighter from this fight, and he will become better. Patrick. I'm going to get to the main, the big, big event, which was Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. Now, I've been saying, Pat, for probably two weeks about how, oh, oh, you know, Justin Gaethje doesn't have the stuff. I didn't think he had it in him. He only, he had two losses and three wins in the UFC. But, Pat, he put those assumptions to rest when he absolutely dismantled a Tony Ferguson who I believe was undefeated since 2014 or 2015. I mean, he's been on a winning streak. He is the interim title holder, getting ready to face Khabib. Khabib backs out because he can't make it to the fight. So he faces this guy, Justin Gaethje, and Justin Gaethje absolutely pieces him apart in four rounds. Pat, what would you think? Tony Ferguson weak. I definitely could take Tony Ferguson in a fight. Like, that's just my honest opinion, though, because I saw him get beat up by the Justin Gaethje dude, and I'm pretty sure I could take Justin Gaethje in a fight, too. They're both not that great of fighters, and I think they don't have much right hooks. So I, I got a great right hook, and that's just my that's just, that's in my uh, personal opinion. Ask anyone I fought. They'll tell you I have a good right hook, too. 
but I think they're both really weak, you know, with the fists. I don't like. I don't really kick much. Cause I don't think kicking's that cool. Like I don't. I don't kick. Cause there I, was not very much kicking. Kicking. Ca- kicking's cheating, and that's Holy just my opinion. Smokes. So I don't kick. I only punch. So I definitely could take both of them in a fight. I mean, just tell us, DM, DM us at the, at the Rally Boys Instagram if they want to fight me. Pat, obviously you didn't watch the fight. I did watch the Justin fight. Justin Gaethje was throwing absolute haymakers at a Tony Ferguson that just looked complacent. I mean, holy smokes. I, Justin Gaethje comes out and he's like, it's like he's a pistol with his right hook. This man's freaking throwing bombs at him left and right. It was insane. It was breaking the guard every time. But, Pat, the real question is, what happens with Conor McGregor now? The champ champ, the OG double champ, Conor McGregor. And, Pat, I I mean, there, there are some questions to be asked. What is going to happen? There's been rumors swirling around with Nate and Conor this July. Pat, what do you think? Do you think Conor needs to face Nate? Should we wait until uh, Justin is probably going to go and face Khabib now, even though Justin, even though Justin Gaethje says, um, even though Connor says that that fight's not going to happen in July between Khabib and Justin, what do you think, Pat? Conor McGregor needs to fight Nate Diaz like a white boy needs a perm. It's one of those things that needs to happen, needs to go on, and it needs to happen soon because everyone wants to see what happen. The trilogy coming on, and we're gonna see who wins. I, I got, I got Conor, I got Nate Diaz. To be honest, Conor McGregor's gonna get the floor wiped with him because he's terrible. What? Nate Diaz is a hundred times better fighter than Conor McGregor. Nate Diaz, I don't, I don't think I could take Nate Diaz in a fight, but I could definitely take Conor McGregor. So that's just my personal opinion, though. Patrick, honestly, shut the hell up. You have been pissing me off since the beginning of this podcast, and now you just absolutely, oh my God, you're speaking absolute ridiculousness. No, I'm not. And guess what? Conor McGregor addressed this after the fight. He calls out Justin Gaethje. This is what he says. He says, Justin, there is no danger in a man that hugs legs. We all know. Try and dance around what the, what the real threat is here all you want. I'm going to effing butcher you. Your teeth are going to be put. I'm going to put them on an effing necklace. Speak on my skills as a father. You're effing dead. Patrick. Some big, strong words by Conor McGregor to a Justin Gaethje, who just came off probably the biggest win of his career. If Justin and Conor happens, Pat, say say something crazy happens and Conor is fighting Justin Gaethje next, who do you got? I mean, obviously these guys are definitely big-time strikers. Justin does have some history with wrestling. He was a wrestler in college. Patrick, do you think Conor can outlast Justin Gaethje and hit him with that left Hand. I think Justin Gaethje and Conor McGregor are both very bad fighters, but I have to take Conor McGregor against Justin Gaethje because Justin Gaethje is really weak and he's a terrible fighter. So Conor McGregor is going to beat him. I got, actually, you know, Conor McGregor got hands, but he, he can't kick that much. He can't wrestle. So I think Justin Gaethje is going to lose. I got Conor McGregor in three rounds. Oh my God, Pat! By TKO, TKO. You sound rounds. like Stephen A. Smith well, when he tries to talk by uh, freaking MMA. You obviously. Have no UFC, Liam. UFC. It's same thing. Mixed martial arts. UFC. UFC's better. Pat, Pat, Pat. You obviously didn't see Justin Gaethje come in there. He looked like a freaking football player. He was looking big, looking comfortable. He didn't look like he had to cut much weight. This guy looked like an absolute beast. But, Pat, I am a Conor McGregor guy. I have to agree that Conor is going to win this. But here's the real question, Pat. Connor is going to have to outlast this guy because this kid is a tough, 
guy. He can take heavy shots, and we saw that. Tony Ferguson dropped him a couple times, but he stood back up and went right back at him. This is a tough guy. It's going to be similar similar to what we see with Nate. Even though Nate's a different body type, different physique, but they can take a punch, Pat. They're not afraid to take a punch. Other guys, Connor hits him in the hits him in the chin, and the chin breaks. I mean, holy smokes. One shot, and that's all it takes him. Pat, you're going to see, uh, if that fight happens, it's going to be a super fight. Any fight with Conor McGregor right now is going to be an absolute super fight. But I do think Nate Diaz needs to fight Conor McGregor this July. It's going to be a huge fight for the UFC. And I got Conor McGregor by a billion, Pat. I think that's sort of everything that I have said and you have said. We're wrapping it up here. I think we've definitely said what needed to be said. But Pat, we forgot. We got to do our bro of the week. Our oh, yeah, complete bro of, bro of the week. Pat, what do you got? Mine is LeBradford Smith from the Bullets because he dropped 37 points on Michael Jordan's head because Michael Jordan's overrated. Pat, I like LeBradford Smith, but then you hear what Michael Jordan did to the poor kid. The man had an amazing game, and then Mike's, Mike makes up a story that he said good game to him after the game, and Mike had to burn his ass the next game. Not I mean, lucky. it was kind of crazy. I mean, I, I honestly feel bad for LeBradford Smith. If he's watching that documentary right now, Holy smokes. I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. He kind of got embarrassed once again on national TV, even though he cooked MJ in the first game. But, Pat, my sponsored bro of the week is Gary Payton, the guy who has created the next internet meme for probably the next two or three months of MJ absolutely laughing at him when he said he knew how to beat, how he was causing Michael Jordan problems in the final. Pat, what'd you think about Gary Payton? Do you, do you feel bad for him? Cause he's kind of absolutely embarrassed. I think right Gary now. Payton is very underrated and he is one of the best defenders of all time. So I'm not going to disrespect him. He's very good. Patrick, Michael Jordan just completely embarrassed him on on freaking the one of the biggest TV shows on TV right now. Everyone's watching, and Gary Payton goes, "I knew how to beat Michael," and Michael goes, "You sure as heck did not." I freaking there was other stuff going on. I knew how to cook your ass. He beat him 3-0 in the first three games. Then Gary Payton comes back with two games. But Pat, I really think Michael wanted to win on Father's Day anyway. I didn't think, you know, Michael's not going to admit it, but he kind of wanted to lose those first two games so he could go and win on Father's Day for his dad, Pat. I think that's what happened. I mean, that makes sense to me. It's a, that's, a, that's a valid statement. I agree with that. Pat, it's been a good episode, Liam. It's been a fantastic episode. We did it big and ballsy. We didn't hold back. No holds barred. It's a fantastic episode. Guys, we're dropping another one next week, Tuesday. Tuesday. YouTube video on Friday. YouTube video coming out this Saturday. We're filming it Friday. Oh, yeah, filming Friday. It drops Saturday, Saturday guys. It's going to be crazy. Make sure you like and subscribe to our freaking in, uh, YouTube. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever you listen to. Thanks, guys.